Composure in the Box shorts. Uh, we are going to be doing a 15-minute transfer talk daily rundown um, over a 15-minute period with whatever, with uh, whoever I would have invited as a guest or whoever would have blessed us with their time. Today, I've got Wayne Zed Nube uh, on the other end of the line. Wayne, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Thank you. Well, man, thank you so for, for always making time to, to sit down and have a chat with us. I'm actually going to open up today's transfer chat with uh, something that you put up, um, uh, you know, a post from Italian Football TV on their Twitter page, quoting Sky News. Uh, and it reads, breaking, Juventus have found an agreement with Barcelona over Arthur for a 80 million, power, 80 million euro rather transfer fee. Barcelona also want Medellin um, Pranic, uh, for who they value at 70 million power, uh, euros. Sorry, I don't know why I keep on saying pounds, but euros. Um, well, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, what does this mean? I'm, it's a bit confusing. I'm interpreting it as, so Barcelona would want 80 million for Arthur um, and Juventus would want 70 million for Pjanic, which would then mean there would be a swap deal and Juve pay Barcelona the 10 million euro difference. Are you reading? Are you getting the same uh, kind of sentiment from me here? Uh, well, I think what's definitely happened is uh, Juventus have agreed the eighty million part of the deal for mm-hmm. Arthur, uh, and it's natural that uh, Mira would uh, Juventus will probably be looking to move on from Mira. Uh, there have been a lot of rumors in Turin about his relationship with uh, Sari and Sari Ball and just the general disgruntlement uh, with some Juve supporters and management about him and his compatibility in the team, plus his age, it would be a good time for, for them to move him on. And he has always, since he was at Lyon, uh, been someone rumored with Barcelona and his style has always fit that tikka system. So I think it's natural to expect some sort of negotiations to see if it could end up at Barcelona. But I do not think that A, uh, the two transfers are connected and B, uh, definitely that figure is not something that Barcelona are going to pay given their current financial status and their issues. And also the player does not look like he's worth uh, that uh, that amount of money in any one of the world's weakest currencies. Um, if I've, sorry to say that, but that's how he's just been. He's, he hasn't looked his best. He really does look like he's unhappy being at uh, Juve at the current moment. But how much truth is in this rumor? It's been it's been going on a little bit. Um, not so credible people confirming that it's done. Some credible people confirming that it's close to being done. What what are we read? What are we to read from this? So um, they, because, yes, go ahead. No, no, sorry, I was going to let you finish. I was, it's being reported quite uh, by quite a few outlets in Italy. So, uh, and if you go on Twitter now, you'll see that uh, it's on quite a few mainstream soccer media. So, BR Football uh, is confirming it. Italian Football is confirming uh, this and. Uh, and so I think there's some truth to it. And uh, I think 
what's more interesting is whether or not, like what this actually means for the two teams. Uh, definitely the figures don't make sense. Arthur, who's 23, who's very young, and who at this age has already displayed an ability to, to compete with uh, amongst the best uh, midfielders in the world, and who has, I wouldn't say, uh, who has a more complete game uh, than uh, Panic in that he's very combative whilst being very good technically. Uh, I think the, you could argue that the, there are certain technical aspects where Mira Panic is above him in terms of the, his ability of set piece, uh, his ability creatively to, to pick a pass, but certainly he, he is not as active a player as Arthur. He is eight years older and uh, he is definitely not a, a, a player who is seen to be consistent uh, as he enters his 30s. So mm. you'd expect definitely that uh, their price tags would not be matched. But also, I think would uh, yes, and, and and that's the one thing that kind of worries me about this about this uh, transfer rumor, if you'd put it, or proposed transfer, in that it seems a lot of the noise is coming from the Italian side of the media. Do you think it's probably uh, Juve feeding the press, or maybe uh, Pjanic feeding his agents to feed the press and get some get trying to shake up this deal to happen because. Um, obviously, I've read from Mudo Deportivo also that Arthur and his camp are not willing to make the move uh, to Turin. And uh, I don't think you'd blame him. Not that uh, I, I, not many of those midfielders would actually be better than Arthur, the ones in Turin right now. Uh, but you can see why Juve want him. But can you also see why Arthur wouldn't want Juve at this moment in time? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, like there have been a lot of rumors about what's happening with him in in uh, Barcelona. Uh, I'm not sure why you'd want to stay at Barcelona. I, I think there are two issues that are happening right now. And, you know, like the, there's, the third one might be the speculation around him obviously being Brazilian and uh, Barcelona being essentially, and I'm going to put it crudely, a device for, for the greatness of Messi, an Argentinian player. So sorry, uh, sorry. Repeat that one. Uh, uh, Barcelona you being it. you're going to be crudely. Yeah. So I was, I was saying uh, Barcelona being a device for uh, for the greatness of Messi, uh, and not that that in, is in a, and of itself something that is wrong, but Barcelona have set themselves up uh, for over a decade now to to be a team that plays around and accentuates the gifts of Messi, which is fair since he's arguably the, arguably the best player in the world. But everyone who, who plays there does play a supporting role. And uh, we've seen a lot of people turn, a lot of great footballers turned into uh, players who are meant to be subservient from a footballing perspective to Messi uh, and who are meant to to play within themselves to ensure that uh, they play in a system that gets the best out of Messi. And that's not always, always gone over well with uh, a lot of players, uh, classically players like David Villa, uh, 
even on retour the later days Eto uh Yaya Tore. And it seems like Arthur, who, who has been very public about being a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, <laughs> seems to have fallen out quite badly with Messi, according to the rumors. Okay. Uh, let's let's see how this one develops. Yeah. Uh, but from your from your uh, side of uh, viewing things, because I know you are really big uh, in the Italian space uh, with regards to transfers and football as well. Um, I hear you've got some sources in high places uh, over in Italy, but uh, what's the likelihood on a scale of 1 to 10 of this deal happening? So I think the likelihood of Arthur leaving Barcelona is very high. And just now from the footballing perspective, uh, he, it's not that he's fallen out of favor, but he's only started uh, 13 games and he has effectively been replaced by Frankie de Jong. Uh, in essence, they're the same player and they do the same thing. And they don't fit well together in that they're both that box-to-box combative player who's also very good technically, but they're not, it's, uh, they're not exactly... Uh, so to give a comparison, uh, in, uh, at Man City, you have Kevin De Bruyne, who's this box-to-box energetic player who's quite competitive. And then you have David Silva, who's, whilst he still has, still has a high work rate and everything, is more of a very skilled technical player who's more of a playmaker. Neither of them are playmakers, and playing them together does leave the, the team a bit uneven. They, Barcelona don't have that Iniesta and uh, Xavi type player who controls the game. Uh, Understood. Yeah, and so. Uh, you'd probably want one of those players to be replaced by someone like, uh, to be perfectly flank, like a Panic, who's more of a playmaker. Uh, even though I'm not sure Panic at 30 and with his inconsistency is the best player for it, it might be that in Barcelona he would have found the perfect team for his style. So I think Arthur will definitely go. Uh, at some, if not this season, soon after. And I think there's a high possibility that this does get done. Uh, I don't think that uh, he is going to want to stick around with the colonel the in the club as it is, discounting the rumors just with his reduced role and with him trying to compete with Frankie de Jong, uh, who obviously, A, is a European darling, and B, uh, has come for a lot more money than him. Okay, all right. It'll be interesting one to to keep an eye on. Uh, it'll be just interesting to see how that goes with regards to uh, the financial aspects of things. If you remember, the NATO deal also was a similar deal where there was a swap of players, and Barcelona only announced their player uh, early July to make sure that that money they received uh, in the NATO deal uh, fall, fell into the fiscal year. The fiscal year of the following of the new season as opposed to money that uh, came into the, the close of this season. So let's see that 30 June deadline. Uh, in our couple, last couple of minutes, I want to talk about PSG. Uh, they've lost Kowasi to Bayern Munich. They've lost Munir to the Borussia Dortmund and Cavani is going out and all of these players have left for zero 
euro um, 0 0.00 cents. Um, what's happening at, at PSG? They're hemorrhaging some very young talent, ex, uh, excluding Cavani, but a lot of young talent are happening to leave on these free transfers. Uh, a lot of these 19, 21-year-olds that have come in from other smaller clubs in France and have been touted as the next big thing in the big team, the first team, and they don't get their chance and they end up leaving to Greener pastures in other in other in other clubs and other leagues. What's happening there? Is it a mismanagement of some sorts? Ah, uh, to an extent, I think the, I don't think they're going to be moaning every departure uh, equally. Munir, for instance, has been you know like I think with Danny Alves leaving and some other people leaving, he's become more of a first team player. But I don't think that they were ever serious about giving him. Sorry, uh, we can't hear every second word. If you can just hit us up from the top again. Uh, sorry because a bit bad. Uh, so what I was saying is that Munir is one of those players who's probably not going to be greatly missed uh, by PSG. Uh, okay. I think they had all this plan and moving on from him. I think if they had wanted to keep him, uh, they, they would have kept him. Uh, but I think they definitely will be regretting some of their other departures, particularly on the free. And I think uh, all of this is also predicated on the fact that it seems like both Neymar and Mbappe want to leave. Obviously, when those two do leave, uh, it will be it'll be uh, for much bigger. For much bigger money and they will be compensated for it uh, so right now if you look at their squad they're still quite uh, they're still quite good uh, it, I mean Munir is someone who they would want to replace and I'm sure they've got replacement for him uh, Kuzwar I never know how to pronounce his name but the left back is also someone Kuzawa, in Kuzawa who has never yeah. been that great I think the young center back though is uh it's is a big a, loss that one. Yeah, that is a massive loss. I mean obviously they still have Marquino and they still have Thiago Silva, so they still have world class defenders. So there is life after that. And they still are a financial powerhouse and they can go and buy players. Plus their academy has been very good. You think of how many people and their scouting has also been very, very good. Mm-hmm. But Thiago can... Silva is is rumored to be going out. Eh? Uh, they did announce that they won't be renewing his contract. But I, they've also got Kim Pembe in that uh, centre back spot as well. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I do I do understand. Yeah, so I suppose there's a bit of depth. Also, uh, mm. Thiago Silva and Cavani will definitely be leaving. Def- definitely, Cavani, definitely yeah. leaving. Cavani is definitely oh. not a loss. They've moved on from him already. Uh, definitely, definitely. They have the, the Argentinian playboy from Inter Milan who was already replaced in Mikadi and <laughs> who's a younger, better version of him. Plus Mbappe. Yeah. I, I always foresee him eventually going to that number nine role. Uh, and I'm sure Neymar would also want to play as fourth nine. So I think losing, when you think of Thiago Silva, Cavani, uh, and the two fullbacks. These are all all the players that I think are not in their long term future. I think the hurdle for them will be more about keeping uh, people like Munir, Neymar, Mbappe, Verratti, 
all these guys, and that's that's where the real contestation is. Okay, uh, we've already surpassed our minutes allocation. Uh, hopefully, the producer doesn't kill me, but <laughs> it's gonna squeeze in one there. What's the best landing spots uh, for Willian? He's one that's rumored to have a free transfer. Uh, they've been there's been chatter about him coming to my club, Arsenal. I'm indifferent to that. Um, I've, sometimes I think we are too good for him. Then we lose to Brighton. I think, hey, if we can, if we're losing to Brighton, then uh, William would definitely be a welcome addition. But what are the three best landing sites for him in the league? I saw something today that Man U have been offered the opportunity to sign him. Uh, William's agents have reached out to Man U. I know you've got a soft spot for Man U. Used to be a fan. I'm not uh, sure if you're still, still a fan, am. but still okay. Okay, I would, as a Manchester fan, I would not like to see William. I think William obviously can still play. I think he has a value. I think he would still be um, one of the better wingers in the league, but he's 31 and he's depreciating. And uh, he's just, his game also, you know, like doesn't fit modern football that much in that he's this guy who's very good at dribbling, not that great off ball and doesn't shoot well. And he is a right-footed player who likes to play on the right, and uh, the and doesn't have that pace that he used to. So for teams like Arsenal, for teams like Manchester, uh, they're better served going for younger players. So at Arsenal, you'd want Pepe to basically grow into that role. You have Saka. You'd much rather those two players get a lot more game time in and alongside. Uh, Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette, right? You'd want maybe those four players to grow together. And I think a year of those guys playing together is worth a lot more than paying a lot of money to this old guy who's coming in. Because I liken it to a situation like where Sanchez came in and halted the development of Martial just as he was kicking on. Uh, Mm -hmm. With Manchester, you'd want, obviously to see Martial and Greenwood. Greenwood, who's got like 15 goals a season as a part-time player. I'd rather next year he doesn't have that additional old guy keeping him out of the team uh, and has more game time. Or we get a Jadon Sancho so that what you have is you have all these young, talented players who are vibrant, who work hard, who add a different energy to the building and who will might get you success next year, but that experience will lead to you maybe having a formidable team. And so, you know, like you should always be thinking ahead as a club. So I would rather see William go back to, go to a league like Serie or a league like Spain, go to one of those teams where the, the league is a bit slower. He can, you would have a lot more value for a team like AC Milan, uh, for a team like Valencia. Uh, the the league is a bit slower. His skills would be useful. Uh, you'd have a renaissance in a similar way in how Henry Mkhitaryan has been very useful to Roma, even though his season has been stop-started with injuries. Uh, I, I wouldn't, and he wouldn't exactly be halting uh, either these new identified high-value purchases of Pepe and hopefully Sancho, and these youngsters like Sacco and is it uh, Matellini? Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I I kind of had the same sentiments that you have about halting of youngsters when I saw that uh, 
is it Louis Saha who was saying that Manchester United must go for um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Uh, it's a sensible signing. Uh, it helps Manchester uh, close that gap uh, on the top two real quicker, uh, real quick by having those two players come in. But uh, for me, I really feel that it would really stunt the growth of many of these uh, many of these uh, stars that uh, that are rumored, you know, to be to be coming up. The Greenwoods, uh, Martial. What happens to him if Aubameyang comes in? What happens mm-hmm. to Marcus Rashford playing down the middle? Uh, would he love playing on the on the wing consistently? But Zed, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, this is all the time that has been allocated today. Hopefully, I can get you to come in on Friday again, and we just cover whatever's hot on that day. The transfer. Definitely. Thank you so much for your time, Zed. Okay. Have a good day. Thanks for having me on. Same to you, Robert, Matt. Bye.